Miracles have occurred throughout history, but are there supernatural answers for the emotional, financial, physical, and spiritual needs we face today? Miracles still happen, and in the next few moments, Sam Luke will share practical insights into knowing the God of miracles. Join Sam and the Victory Tabernacle Church family as we encounter a God who makes miracles still happen. Hello, I'm Pastor Sam, and welcome to Miracles Still Happen. Thank you for joining us on the program today. I have some good news for you. The Bible tells us, greater is he that is in us, talking about believers, than he that is in the world. Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, why are so many people defeated by the devil? Because they don't know what Jesus said about it. Once you have a right relationship with God through Christ, you have power over the devil. Today in the message that I'm going to share with you, Defeating the Devil, you'll discover these biblical principles that you can use in your life to defeat the devil. So stay tuned for the next half hour. This is part two of a series that I'm sharing with you on defeating the devil. Also, I would love to you to, to have this book. I'd love for you to have this book, The Supernatural World, because this little book talks about how you can defeat the devil in your daily walk. I'd love to send it to you. I'll send it to you absolutely free and postpaid if you'll just call me right now. The number to call is 804-744-8881. That's 804-744-8881. When you call, there'll be a friendly voice that will answer, and we're going to send this to you absolutely free. If you have prayer requests, please share them with us because we want to take those to the Lord in prayer. Again, thank you today for, for being uh, a part of this program. You may be watching or listening, and this may be your first time, but I believe God has something special in store for you. So stay tuned now for the next half hour, and then we'll come together again for a special prayer at the close. Let's go into that service now that's already in progress. Then you, you find that there are spirits that attack the, the soul. Uh, and, 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 and with, with the spirits of lust and lying and jealousy. In Acts 5, uh, the, the apostle said, why, is, has Satan, why have you allowed him to fill your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? And then it is the business of, of, man to, uh, of, of Satan to viciously attack man. Acts 10, 38 tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power went about doing good and healing all. Now watch this. All that what? Were oppressed of the devil. It's the business of the devil to oppress you. There are three levels of demonic attack. The first of it is oppression. And, and that's usually experienced in the emotional state. And we are emotional creatures, aren't we? How many know we have emotions? If you don't have emotions, you're a zombie. you got emotions. You feel things. God made you that way. But what the devil will do is he'll take advantage of that. And sometimes uh, oppression takes on the form of fear or anxiety. And, and you're fearful. Now, I'm not talking about things that you probably ought to be scared of. I remember I was scared all my life of heights. I, I took a dare and jumped out of a plane at 14,000 feet. I was attached to a perfect stranger. Now, that's weird. I meet a guy 15 minutes before, and we're about to jump out of a plane at 14,000 feet. And I'm attached to this guy. And my friend says, don't worry, it's not your time, it's not your time, if it's not your time, you can't die. I said, I know it's not my time, I'm just wondering if it's his time. And I'm, I'm hooked up to this dude. 
I don't want it to be his time. And I thought, well, I'm going to find out if he's a Christian. He's a heathen. He's a heathen. This guy don't know God. I'm thinking, what am I doing up in here? 14,000 feet about to jump out with a heathen, and I'm tied to a heathen. I prayed for him. I laid hands on him. We jumped out of there. I'm telling you, that was so wrong on so many different levels. My mind didn't know where to go. I got these goggles on. I look like a... Uh, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker or somebody, you know, got a, a leather helmet strapped on, and, and we jump out of that plane, and I can't even hear myself screaming. I know I'm screaming like an eight-year-old girl. I got to be, but I can't even hear it. And they said, you'll think you're flying. I think I'm not flying. I am dropping like a rock at 120 miles an hour, and this ain't no fun. Guy says, you want to pull the, the, the cord? I said, no, I want you to do it, but go ahead and do it. I'm all right with that. And then we had to drift down there, and I didn't like that anymore, any more than I did the falling part. Now we're looking at everything. He said, isn't this peaceful? I said, yeah, this is great. How long do you think it'll be before we get down there on the ground? <laughs> I was scared. Now, I would do it if I had to. I know you've jumped out of planes a lot of times, and, and that's because you're crazy. But I would do it if I had to, but I don't want to do it again. I'm scared of it. Now, I'm going to say See, that's not what it's talking about when it says God has delivered us from all our fears. I ought to be scared of jumping out at 14,000 feet. That ain't no bird. Amen. That's not natural. I'm scared when I ride with Pastor Eric. He drives like Jehu. I mean, it's terrible. I pray the whole time. I close my eyes. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let me get where I'm going. <laughs> One time, we were coming back from something the other night. Uh, an event, and it was raining, and he wouldn't turn his windshield wipers on. I said, why don't you turn your windshield? He said, I, well, it streaks the windows. I said, dude, you can't see. Turn the windshield wipers on. <laughs> it streaks the windows. I said, I mean, just turn them on. He said, well, you're not driving. I said, I don't care. I want to see. <laughs> see? So some things you're supposed to be scared of, but it says uh, that God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear hath torment. He's not given us a spirit of fear. What spirit to give us power, love, and a sound are delivered mind. Glory to God. Devil, I ain't scared of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's got it. He's got my back. He's not only at my back, he's leading the way. He surrounded me. Oh, glory to God. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I wish somebody helped me praise the Lord a little bit right here. But he'll oppress us. Now that's not all he'll do. Obsession is the next step, and that's oppression magnified and intensified, which we're all tied up in knots. That's when you need somebody full of the Holy Ghost to lay hands on you. And then the third step or stage is possession, and you can lose control of your thoughts and your, and your speech and everything else. I, I've had opportunities in the past to pray for people who were demon-possessed. Now, I, I had a friend of mine, he said, we got we to cast this. We were both dealing with the ministry. He said, somebody come into my office. I want you to come over here, and we're going to cast the devil out of him. And we got in there, and it was just some old uh, country boy come in there just wanting attention. He, he wasn't possessed. He's like that boy that came up on the platform, and I said, what's wrong? He said, I got overeating demon. I said, come out of there. No, I ain't coming out. I said, come out. I said, you old foul overeating demon, you come out of there. He said, give me a cookie, and I will. So see, it's not. Sometimes it's just people pretending, wanting attention. This big old boy, he could throw a bale hay 40 feet. He's a big old strapping country boy, redneck. He come up in there. He said, I come over here. I'm, I'm, I'm demon possessed. I said, oh, Lord. And we went back in the office, and it was a wrestling match. It was like WWF in there. My friend's trying to pray for him. He'd grab him and throw him against the wall. 
<laughs> and I prayed for him. He'd get me in a headlock. And finally, his name was Billy. I said, Billy, if you don't quit this, I'm calling the sheriff. He said, oh, okay, okay, okay. I said, the devil is a liar. If you're scared of the sheriff, you ain't no demon. You're just beating us up. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, they'll come to you, I want attention. I've got a demon. No, you don't. Because if you have one, you'll know it. And it won't be playtime anymore. But the thing is, you don't have to wrestle with demons. He didn't say wrestle with demons. He said cast them out. Jesus said, in my name you shall cast out demons. He didn't say you roll wallow around on the floor with them. He didn't say you'd call them names and they call you names. You can just you can cast them out. I learned that early on. I was just about, a, uh, I guess I was, well, I was 30 years old. It was my first church to pastor. I was up in Washington, D.C. And the church was growing like crazy. And I, I just was so excited about being a pastor. And I had never really had an encounter like this. And there was a young fellow who was coming to church. He was coming on Wednesday night, he and his sister. But what they would do, now watch me, listen, listen to me carefully. You kids that think you're smarter than your parents or smarter than God, you're going to mess up. And well, I just want them to think I'm in church. As long as they think I'm in church, the heat's off and they're not going to pressure me. And they'll come in and then I'll be in here a few minutes and I'll go out and they won't know. I may go smoke a joint out in the woods or something and they won't know and I'll come back in praising the Lord. You, you're not smarter than God. And this, this kid would come in, drop his sister off, and then he and his buddies would go out and drink. They got in a bad wreck. They were drinking alcohol, got out there and got in a bad wreck, wrecked his car. And next thing you know, he's in the hospital, and he can't see. He's blind as a bat. He's wasting away. He can't eat. He, wasn't, he, was not, uh, he can't communicate with anybody. And I was going every day to see him. I just felt like I needed to be up there every day. I'd go up and pray for him. Michael, I'm here. I'm reading the scripture for you, and I'm going to pray, and then I'd leave. Parents, parents came to church on a Sunday, said, Michael, is, is something's different about him. Have you been to see him? And I, I was kind of angry because I thought, I've been to see him every day, probably when you didn't go. I said, I go every day. Yeah, but have you seen him? I said, I'm telling you, I see him every day. But have you seen him? I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen him. I prayed with him. Well, I went the next day, went up in there, and I walked in the door. I said, hello, Michael. Now, he's blind. He's sitting there. And because he's always grabbing at the tubes and stuff, they got his hands tied up. And he's laying in there, and he weighs about 80 pounds now. He's wasting away to nothing. They're feeding him through a tube in his stomach. I said, Michael, I'm here to pray. And he looked up, and he said, you go to hell. I said, Whoa. I said, Michael, he started cursing. This boy didn't know that. He's only 18. He knew words he couldn't have known. He said things. I said, oh, it's a demon talking to me. I went back to church, got my youth pastor. He's about 250 pounds, six foot four. He's a black, bar, black belt in karate. I said, you'll do. Come on with me because we've got to cast the devil out. I thought we was going to have to wrestle him. And, and I got a couple other fellows that went with me. I said, we're going to go up there and cast that devil out. I said, he's, he's demon possessed. That must be a whole nest of devils up there in him. I went up in the room there, and I stuck my head and I said, watch it. Hello, Michael. He said, go to hell. I said, okay, come on in, come on. Come on. He's still here. And I started talking to the devil. You don't, no wonder Jesus, listen, watch Jesus. Very seldom did he talk to demons. If he did, it was because he's wanting his disciples to know what he already knew. See, most of the time he said he, he suffered them not to speak because he didn't need to argue with them. And, and I said, what is your name? And he just growled at me and he started saying a bunch of stuff. And I, I thought, well, I'll sing some songs. We got the old Redback hymnal. We started singing, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. You know what? 
First time in my life the devil ever sang in harmony with me. He started singing. I thought, this ain't working. <laughs> you ever had the devil sing with you? He's a pretty good singer. You know, he was cast out of, devil, out of heaven. He was a praise and worship leader. He's singing harmony. Every song I pick up, he'd sing it. Well, he knew the words. But then, then he'd start singing. This is really weird. I'm telling you, this is woo creepy. He'd start making words up and cursing in the songs and, and calling Jesus a homosexual and all this kind of stuff. See, all this stuff has a common root, whether you know it or not. So it's just right out of the pit of hell. And I'm thinking, wow, everything I'm doing I thought would work is not working. So finally, I just put the hymn book down. I took my Bible out and laid it on his chest. And he is following me. He's blind, but his eyes are following me. I said, can you see me? He said, I'm looking right at you, you blankety blank blank. I said, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over you right now. When I said that, listen, the devil said, don't say it. I thought, yeah, now we've struck fire. Anytime the devil tells you don't do something, that's when you need to do it. Don't say it. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you and cast you out. He began, listen, this is, this is gross. This is sick stuff, folks. I'm sorry. He threw up on me. Projectile vomiting. Oh, I'm about to throw up on him. I wiped the vomit out of my eyes and I said, in the name of Jesus, you old foul demons, you're coming out now in Jesus' name. And, and every time I do this, you scream like somebody shot him. And finally, after about five minutes of that, he just, <sighs> I said, Michael, Michael, you're free in Jesus' name. I laid my hands on him. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Glory God came down in here. We untied him. <laughs> About that time I heard. I thought, oh, Lord. We've been screaming in there, hollering, vomiting, <laughs> kicking over chairs. I was more scared of that nurse than I was the devil. I said, boys, get dressed and, and look your best because we're about to get busted here. And they came, kicked that door in and come, what do you think you're doing? And I was trying to explain what I was doing, and Michael is sitting up on the side of the bed. And he said, don't be angry with them. said, they prayed for me, and the Lord has set me free. Hallelujah. Nurse been in it. Now, he's been there nearly six months. She said, can you see me, Michael? He said, yes, ma'am, I can see you. And said, if you'll get this tube out of my stomach, I can eat something. Yeah. Glory to God. Then they forgot about me. Praise the Lord. Did you know I went back for weeks to talk to the, to the psychiatrist at the hospital? And I don't know if he thought I was crazy or he's trying to figure out what. Because they had already said he was, it was psychosomatic. There's nothing wrong with his eyes. And they said, now tell me what you did again. What did you do? I said, in the name of Jesus, I cast the demons out of him. That's what I did. See, I believe with all of my heart that demons are real. And sometimes the things that happen don't happen because you've had a bad day. They don't happen because so-and-so is mean. They happen because the devil is alive and he's seeking whom he may devour and he wants to take you down. It's time for you to square your shoulders, hold up your head and say, Oh, you don't know who I belong to. You don't know who I am. I'm God's child. Hey, none of this stuff belongs to me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Demon possession 
is real. I can tell you time after time, but I've got to move on. I want to show you what Jesus did. Jesus goes in Mark chapter 1 to the synagogue, and he stands up, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. And when he does, a man who's demon possessed cries out, Ah! <laughs> Why are you here? What are you trying to do to me? Because they knew he was a devil destroyer. And Jesus said, Shut up. You're scaring everybody. And then the Bible says, The demons violently convulsed him. You know what it was? He's all trying to get out the same door. I went to visit a woman one time. She had a screen door with, I don't know, five or six holes cut out the bottom. <laughs> I said, what is this? All? She said, I got five cats or six. Or I don't know how many she had, too many. I said, well, why, why you got all these holes cut out? She said, preacher, when I say scat, I mean scat. <laughs> Jesus just said to those demons, scat, and they were all trying to get out the same door. And the Bible said they, 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 they were amazed because now he, there was such calm and, and this man had been changed. Why? Because Jesus cast the devil out. Jesus sailed the treacherous sea of Galilee to bring deliverance to a man that had 6,000. Everybody say 6,000. 6,000 demons. Can you imagine how bad that cat was? No wonder he was cutting himself with sharp stones. He was suicidal. No wonder he wouldn't wear any clothes. That's why a lot of people won't wear clothes today. They're full of the devil. You can't keep no clothes on him, amen. And, and so he's running around naked and trying to kill himself and screaming day and night. And so Jesus comes on the scene and says, I'm going to put an end to all this. He says, what is your name? Now the reason he asked him his name is so the disciples would know what's going on because they weren't able to discern it. And he said, my name is Legion for we men. That's 6,000. Listen, when I, when I read that, I said, glory to God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. If you can get 6,000 demons in one person, how much God can you get in one person? How much Holy Ghost can you get in there? Amen. He said, uh, my name is Legion for we are many. And Jesus cast them out. Now, Jesus had the, uh, uh, the authority to consign them to the abyss, but for some reason, he allowed them to go into hogs. You know, I guess that's where that idea deviled ham came from. I don't know. But he let them go into the hogs, and 2,000 hogs ran down into the Sea of Galilee and were drowned because they had better sense than most folks. They said, we are not living like this, and they were drowned. And the Bible says they found this man sitting clothed and in his right mind. Why? Because Jesus can have uh, take authority over demons and give you the victory. Somebody say praise God. Now, I, I don't have uh, time to, to go into depth in this like I want to. In fact, here's what I want to tell you what I'm going to do. When, when uh, I announced to you that we were going to experience the power of the promise, and that would begin on September, I believe the 3rd, that's a Wednesday night. But there's another Wednesday night here that I'm going to take to continue this. On this Wednesday night, right here, I want you, now write this down because you won't, you'll forget it if you don't. You need to be thinking about it all week. Anything that represents the attack of the enemy on you. It could be an eviction notice. It could be a divorce decree. It could be your checkbook because you've run out. You, you've got more month than money and you're broke as, as a haint. You're as poor as Job's turkey. He had to lean against the fence to gobble. That's how poor he was. Bring a bill in. Something that represents the attack of the enemy. It could be a prescription bottle. You know, not everybody that's hooked on drugs buys them on the street. <laughs> Amen? 
and they're giving you some stuff is making you a looney tune. They're giving you stuff and you get something to, uh, to prop you up and then you get something to take you down. You get up in the morning and take a pill and you're ready to go for a little while. And then it's like, oh, I'm so wired. I got to take, let me take something so I can sleep. And then you go to sleep and it's the same old cycle. And you, you're hooked to it on, on that stuff. Bring that in and say, this represents the attack of the enemy on me. I'm not going to put up with it anymore. I'm not going to have it anymore. Whatever it may be, it may be a picture of somebody. Somebody you just can't seem to get out of your system. Some of you girls, bless your heart, you are so pretty and you don't even know you're pretty. Some old uh, pimply-faced Romeo has got into your life and, sent, and, and, and has come into your life and he's dragging you to hell, dragging you down. Yeah, I can't live without Romeo. I need Romeo so bad. Why don't you bring his picture and put it on the altar and say, Lord, I'm going to give that a dude to you and you can take care of it. Amen. And, and you can take him out of my life. I'm talking to, I'm talking to some, I'm, I'm keeping it real. Somebody say Real. Whatever's going on in your life that's bringing you down, whatever's going on in your life that's brought you down to the level of the enemy, whatever it is represented and bring that here because on Wednesday night, we're going, to, we're going to take care of it, deal with it, get rid of it. And by the way, I want to tell you this morning, you don't have to wait till then, but this morning, if there's any demonic activity going on in your life, in your home, today is your day to be set free. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Jesus gave his disciples power and authority over the, the power of the enemy. Luke 9, at the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Luke 10. And to all believers, he said in Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Now, you, you better have a, a right. Are you all still with me? You, you, you're not in a big hurry, are you? I'm going to be through in a few minutes, but don't get through before I do. Okay? Tell somebody, say, he's going to be through. Hang in there. Now, now watch this. You better have a relationship with the Lord. Acts 19 says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them which had evil spirits that call over them the name of the Lord, saying, We adjure thee by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And, and, and they said, uh, uh, we, We're just going to pray for you in the name of this Jesus that Paul preaches. But they didn't know Jesus. And the evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them, prevailed against them, so they fled out of the house naked and wounded. But in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gave my soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which showed us the way of salvation. And Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit. See, the devil was trying to, to cancel out the effectiveness of Paul by advertising for him, by sanctioning what he was doing. And, and Paul turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Praise God. So the Lord has given us power over the devil. God bless you. I'm so glad you're out there. I want to pray with you. I believe God anoints me to pray. And I want to lead you in a prayer that God will hear and answer. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for defeating the devil for me. When you died on the cross and you were raised from the dead, you defeated Satan on my behalf. Now I claim victory over sin, over Satan, over sickness. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer because I'm victorious and more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, I want you to call me. Tell me what God, about what God has done in your life. Here's the number to call, and I'm always careful to repeat this several times because not only 
will people be watching on television? I know, but they'll be listening on the radio when I do this. So let me say it slowly and carefully. 804-744-8881. That's 804-744-8881. I know there are people even down in Mississippi and Alabama that are listening and watching. So I want you to, to, to have this number. People all over, actually all over the world through our radio internet uh, network. So wherever you are, even in a foreign country, 804-744-8881. That's the number to call. And when you do, I want to send to you my book, The Supernatural World. Absolutely free. Just want you to have it. I would ask that when you read it, share it with somebody you love, somebody that's struggling, and help them as well. Oh, I'm excited about today, October the 19th, because today is the day when Donna Schambach, the only daughter of the Reverend R.W. Schambach, will be with us for one service only at 10 o'clock. I've been knowing Donna for many years. Years ago, my wife and I worked with Brother Schambach. I led the praise and worship and did some of the morning services. And Donna, my wife, played the organ and had a wonderful relationship with this precious man of God. And I was so glad that we were able to get his daughter, Donna, who has his mantle and is carrying on his ministry around the world. We got her to come with us, uh, be with us for this conference. And it's going to end up today, one service right here at Victory Tabernacle. Two full hours of praise and worship ministry from God's Word and always a time together in His presence around the altar so you don't want to miss it. Also, I want you to know that the last Sunday of every month is our Miracle Sunday, which means we have an additional service at 6 o'clock in the chapel. So be sure to join us. And God is confirming His Word with mighty signs and wonders and miracles. Then don't forget on Wednesday evening, you can find us right here in our Family Enrichment Night Service where we have something special for every age group and every member of the family. And it's fun and exciting and relevant. So be sure to join us. Also, I'd like you to go to our website. That's www.victorytab.org. That's victorytab.org. And when you go, check out Victory Battle Cry, 24-hour uh, internet radio network. Check it out. No matter where you are in the world, you can pick this up. So be sure to check that out. And also, remember, if you're unable to get here with us in person, anywhere in the world, you can join us for worship at 11 o'clock by going to victorytab.org and clicking on Ustream. Thank you for being a part of the program today. May the Lord bless you. And until we're together again like this around the Word of God, remember the Bible says faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And here at Victory Tabernacle, faith brings the victory and miracles still happen.